Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the very first Dangerous Jobbers podcast. I'm Duke Duncan. And I'm Stevie Jobber. Man, first episode, how you feeling? I'm ready. It doesn't matter, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, you had to know I was going to throw that in there, yeah. bro. Yeah, it's time though, man, it's time. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, long time coming and we're definitely glad to be here, dropping some dope content for you guys. Uh, let's just jump right into it. We're going to start with AEW. Uh, the first thing I'm starting with, the Matt Hardy-Sammy Guevara thing. Yeah. Um, it was a crazy match. You know what? I I haven't seen Matt Hardy bleed in a very long time, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that chair shot wasn't, uh, definitely wasn't planned. I don't know. I don't know what went wrong. Um, but you can, I think you can see in the clip, like as soon as, as soon as he gets hit with the chair, it's like, you know, I, when I watched it, I watched it live, and I was like, all right, this is actually a good fight. They're actually digging into each other. I seen Sammy go and grab that chair, and he launched it. And I was like, oh, crap, he put some force behind that. So I think what, what happened was Sammy got a little too excited. Sammy was in the moment, and he just launched the chair, and the chair literally went head first, full force into his skull. It cracked him, and you could tell he was in pain. Like, as soon as he grabs his head... Mm-hmm. He just looks and he's like, "Oh shit, there's blood." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then yeah. there was that, and then the other thing I found a little messed up when he went for that spot to do the front flip. He, to me, it looks like he overflipped. Mm-hmm. Like when he went to do that flip, I think what he was supposed to do was when you take that bump, I think he was supposed to land on his stomach, mm-hmm. and I think he overflipped. And when he overflipped, he went shoulder and neck first into Matt Hardy, and that just made it even worse. I mean, it, it it looked great, though, and he didn't look like he was in too much pain. You know, with spots like that, I mean, it just, you know, it just kind of happens. Like, nobody lands that shit perfect since, like, Jeff Hardy back in 2000 when he used to be yeah, a yeah. long time. But even then, he, it used to be a little off. So, you know, it's just stuff you got to adjust to. But, I mean, the match looked really cool. The flip looked really cool. As long as Matt is okay, you know, that's what, that's what matters at the end of the day. Now, see, I... I disagree a little bit, bro, because I, I didn't... It was good up until all that happened, and right. I was like, all right, he's fucked, he fucked up here. And then he did the flip. I'm like, damn, he fucked up again. That's twice now. And you got to know he's getting heat backstage for it. Yeah. And this ain't the first yeah. time within the last couple months that this man is getting heat. Yeah, it's really... It's not a good thing for him. Uh, coming back off of, like, off of the sexist stuff, and you know what I wonder? I wonder if... He had to actually post anything about going to those classes. That I don't know. But, I mean, it was good to see him back that first week, and I was surprised to see Matt uh, help them lose that week before. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's bad heat. So, I mean, hopefully he can get over it. I've liked the guy since AEW started, but it just looks like he's he's getting himself in some deep water, especially with... A veteran like Matt Hardy, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, you know, he's not the only one that's in some form of, like, deep water right now because there's a lot of critics out there that are putting Brandy Rhodes in some deep water, too, because they're giving her backlash for her uh, AEW Heels Club. I, I don't know why they're giving her backlash because, for me, it just seems like she's just trying to get more women into the world of professional wrestling. I hear you. I like. I see. I see where some of the criticism would be as far as uh, monetizing it. I don't know how many people are ready to pay for like an all women's thing. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I definitely don't think she should be uh, criticized to the extent she was where she had to delete her own Twitter page. I mean, yes, AEW's women division isn't that great, but that doesn't mean there isn't a lane for, you know, there to be a strictly women's thing. I mean, they've had WWE Evolution. It's not impossible yeah. to have an all-women's content, you know? Yeah, I mean, because I, mean, I, I feel like what she's trying to do is she's just trying to like open the door to women a little bit more and get them interested right not even just you know for the fact that their women's division isn't that great i think she's just trying to like broaden the horizons bring more women into the world show them that hey you know girls can kick ass too we can do the same things the guys do sometimes we do it even better right so i I think i don't think she deserved to have that much backlash over you know just the the heels club Right, and people, you know, people are going to be people. It mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, not all wrestling fans are great, but I know they, they all can't be us, man. <laughs> That's for sure. But I, you know, it, it it happens here and there. But there's no guy that comments on it that isn't getting destroyed in the comments for his post. Yeah, it's just it's not good to bully people. No, no. It's not a bad idea, the Heels Club anyway, so... Yeah, it really ain't. You know, just give it time. Yeah. Uh, and there's something else I wanted to touch on with AEW. I wanted to get your thoughts on how you think they're utilizing Matt Cardona. For those of you who don't know, Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder... Yeah, got released. Yeah, got released from WWE along with a couple other people, and he ended up going to AEW under the Matt Cardona name, and it seems like he's going to be doing some good things over there. I don't know about you, but I was waiting. I was really waiting to see. You know, it, they waited long enough for me to forget. But when it happened, I was I was like, finally. <laughs> you know what I mean? After not being on TV, he was on TV once. Mm-hmm. I think it was in 2009 or 2018. They didn't use him at all. So when he got released, it, you just knew. You just knew he was coming to AEW. Yeah. And I just wanted to see how they were going to do it. And in the midst of us guessing who's going to be in this uh, new Four Horsemen, to see Matt Cardona just show up and immediately, I mean, guys of course you got to, of course you got to get Cody Rhodes' boy I mean, in there. Good lord, the guy showed up ripped and perfect time, mm-hmm. perfect place, right along with Cody. I think he's finally going to get the push he we all thought he needed mm-hmm. for so many years. Maybe it was the gimmick, maybe it was the size, whatever didn't work in WWE, uh, or whether it was Vince, because Vince has a real thing for not putting guys over that succeed on their own, yeah, which no. is very weird to me. But you, you know Vince has that fetish with big, strong men. <laughs> Seriously. Big, big, strong boys, as they like to say. Seriously, but I'm glad he's here. He looks great, and I, I see nothing but main event status for him. Yeah, yeah, because he got that little bit of a push back when he won the uh, the IC title at WrestleMania. Like everybody thought that that was gonna be his moment, and then right next night they shit the bed. Yeah, yeah, they did. They they definitely did. So since we're talking about Matt Cardona, new free agent for AEW, that segues us perfectly right into Impact Wrestling because they got a shit ton. Hell of a slam anniversary. They definitely won oh the free God. agency battle. I don't care what anyone says. And I I missed it at first. I don't know if there was an extreme buildup or something, but I missed it. I was on Instagram and just scrolling through one day, and I just realized, I'll admit it, I realized Slammiversary was on, 
and at the time I, I didn't have a chance to watch it but just to see the constant updates because that's what they have to do mm-hmm. now you know what I mean it's not like the 2000s where it, you know you would show up and people would tune in as regularly as they did mm-hmm. most people watch from the app now but I mean god damn they killed it yeah they definitely did so many people in one night and they did they did that um they did the uh the vignette with it was like a breaking news thing and then it said impact wrestling assigning free agent this free agent this hottest name and right. nobody knew who it was right. they swore it was just one single person like there yes. was people like it's ec3 it's heath slater and it ended up being everyone i mean they killed it like this is gonna be a really big anniversary. It's probably the best anniversary they've had in the past few years. Oh, absolutely. Because I'd, I was just looking at the highlights. I wanted to go back and rewatch it. I mean, the Motor City Machine Guns coming back. A tag team from mm-hmm. back when we used to religiously watch TNA. Yeah. The Motor City Machine Guns were the shit. I'm a huge fan of Alex Shelley. Mm-hmm. Always have been. Those guys are the greatest. And to come back... And they have the titles now. Mm-hmm. They're the new tag team champions, which, I mean, I don't know how their tag team division is now, but the Motor City Machine Guns having the tag team titles is enough for me. Nah. And then I was excited to see Heath Slater. I've never been excited to see Heath Slater. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he killed it. It was just an awesome night, man. Hey, man, you were excited to see them. You left out somebody. Really? Oh, oh yeah. You left out my boys. Yes, you left yes, out my yes. boys. You can't leave out the good brothers, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was excited to see them. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I seen. Uh, I seen Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I'm like, oh shit. I was like, it just hit the fan. I was like, I was expecting them to go back to New Japan. Right. Everyone was. Yeah. But then they hit yeah. CNA, and I'm like, oh damn, this is good. So they start coming to the ring, and the next thing you know, Luke Gallows almost slips on the ramp. <laughs> I was like, damn it, Luke, you had a little too many beers. But it was it was good to see them. It was good to see EC3 come back home. Mm-hmm. I wonder what he's gonna do because I think they've just been running vignettes right now. But mm-hmm. it's good to see him come back home. EY too, man. Yeah, can't, can't forget great EY. To see EY. Can't forget come EY back in the title picture right away. Lord too. knows Eric Young was waiting for the push he deserved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about how many people they waste over there, Dead. but. I mean, you know, we're, we watch WWE, too. It's not like we're shitting on WWE. Yeah. But there's so many the, top guys in TNA. They ruined. There was a point in time when... And it was just... It, to see Eric Young with Sanity in NXT and how big it could have been for them to just totally waste him on the main roster. Yeah. To see him main event at Slammiversary for the rest for the uh, TNA World Heavyweight title was awesome. Mm-hmm. Just to see him back where it, it just back in the place yeah. he belonged, you know what I mean? Because that that that's home for him. Like they didn't treat him the greatest when he was there, but he had his moments of you know his highs. Yes, he had his moments of his lows, but he was still great over there. And that I honestly think that is the place for him, and that's where he's gonna succeed the best. Like he could have went AEW, he could have went the Ring of Honor, he could have went anywhere. I think Impact was the best spot for him, mm-hmm. as well as most of the free agents they signed. Yeah, I just wonder, like, there's guys I see him fighting. Um, I think Sammy Callahan is one of the biggest for me, even though Sammy Callahan's in some really weird feud with RVD. 
Yeah, yeah, that's. I, that, that's I don't even want to talk about it. But RVD's kind of confusing me I, too. But I have hey, no idea what's going on. With I guess that. he's just making that money right now. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see him clash with other crazy people they have there, mm-hmm. like Crazy Steve and yeah. uh, and Sammy Callahan. Even though I wouldn't be opposed to him taking Christopher Daniels route and going to AEW because they're lacking a crazy person outside of a. Uh, Darby Allen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you, you know, I'm glad to see him back home. Yeah. And something else, too. Impact's having all these free agents. They got damn near the entire pick of the litter. Yeah. What about ROH? Yeah, what about ROH? Who uh, that, does ROH have? You they know, didn't sign anyone. The only time I've really seen ROH highlights is... Ah, uh, uh, yeah, my villain, Marty Scroll. The villain, Marty Scroll. Love that guy. And I wonder what Marty Scroll is doing over there in development. Um, but you you don't you don't hear much coming we, from ROH nowadays. Yeah, we went to we went to uh, an ROH show a while back um, uh, after one of their big pay per views. Where uh, I think Rush, it was back in December. Where Russia just lost about the PCL. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good then. I know they debuted. Um, some big Samoan tag team, mm-hmm. but I you you haven't heard much. Yeah, you really have. And the top guys are still the top guys that were there when we went to the show. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting to see. I know. Um, the last time we were there, the highlight for me was watching Bully Ray put a chick through a table. Yeah, that. But if Bully Ray is still the only you know the top guy they have there, I just wonder like. Who are they getting out of all these people that have been released? I think maybe what they're just trying to do right now is they're trying to build their own crop. Like they're, Maybe they're just focusing more on the ROH dojo more than anything and just trying to build people from the ground up. Which I, I'm not opposed to. I could see Marty Scroll being more focused on who do we have and how can we make them big mm-hmm. other than getting um, other guys. From other, from other promotions. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I could see it. I just wonder for ROH, you know, what's coming. I Usually think, there's always something big, but since the villain the villain enterprises, you've just kind of been waiting. Yeah, because that, that's really their, their big thing right now. Like, Villain Club is their number one merch seller. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Villain Club. They either love Villain Club or they hate Villain Club, but either way, they still tune in the ROH. 80% of the time, 90% of the time for Villain Club because they want to see what they're doing. I mean, which is not a bad thing. Well, yeah, no. Marty Marty did his thing in New Japan, came, yeah. came to ROH, and he, he was the big name. It's not like they don't got good guys over there. It's just a wonder of why they missed out on who they had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, it could be money. It could be Marty just focusing on in-house talent. But yeah, it's a wonder. It's a mystery. So now we're going to segue into something that I know you're excited about. This Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins, eye for an eye storyline thing going on. So oh my God, I know I know you're excited for it. You weren't too excited for the actual eye for an eye no, match. No. None of us were. If you were. I was so confused, actually. I, how do you guys go someone's eyes out? It's just it was just a weird angle. Like how can you make that believable on TV? Oh my TV? god, it was a weird angle. Like Rey Mysterio is not going to come out looking like Mad Eye Moody from Harry Potter, <laughs> right? So I I don't know how you can I make an understand. eye for an eye match believable. I don't understand, and I was going and that's the real reason I tuned into the show. I tuned into the pay per view 
just to see what the idea would be. <laughs> and, and it turned, and, it, and then you're just watching it, and you're like, "Really? This is? It was exactly uh, what I thought it was gonna be, so and it was garbage." Like the, so cringeworthy. The, for me, the match was the match. It was a good match up until the actual like, we gotta take your eye out portion. Yes. That was that was poo poo. That was that was that that was shit. And then the actual like storyline itself is it's, is entertaining. That's for me the best thing going in WWE as far as storylines is Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins. And the rise of Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, that that's I mean, a, that is a beautiful thing. To as see, someone man. who has watched Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio fight over who's really Dominic's mm-hmm. father, to see Dom go and I am I know we're supposed to be unfiltered and unbiased, but goddamn, am I biased to Dominic <laughs> Mysterio? At least with I that, you kind of you kind of can't help to be biased with that. I mean, at least from our standpoint as fans, because when we watched when we were younger. We seen Dominic on TV as a kid, and we see him now as this as this grown as this young man, and yes. he's he's wrestling, he's doing the moves his dad does. It it kind of like we've it brings back our childhood a little bit in a we've way. We've watched this young kid grow up, and to see him like, yes, it looks like he's still getting his bearings. Yes, he's still a little rough around the edges. But Dom looks like he can go in there. Yeah, he, and, it, and it's I perfect. am ready to see it. I'm ready to see Dom go up against Seth Rollins. Do I think he has a chance in hell of winning? No, but I think it's going to be amazing. Oh yeah, to abso- see. absolutely. Because I think you, it's going to be absolutely amazing. To watch. You got to know they have high praise in the kid. If yes. your very first match on yes. WWE television is Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. one of the greatest wrestlers the WWE has right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that that just shows they have high praise in Dominic Mysterio, in itself. And I love to watch the kid go out there. Like, it's funny because uh, I still don't think his 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 voice is caught up with his mic skills. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty funny. His voice doesn't match like the script, but this it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, because the, the yeah. work he does on the mic is still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And to see him go in like the way. I'll put it like this. If you've watched Dominic grow up and you still see him as that young kid, to watch him go in there and fight Seth Rollins and all of his goons is like it's like watching the kid try to fight God and get away <laughs> with it. Yeah. And it is just it's just awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely something we're gonna keep an eye on. I like that a lot. I like that whole storyline I think it's the best thing they got going for them mm-hmm. um, something that ain't the best thing going for them Raw Underground or as I like to call it Fight Club 2.0 yeah what is what is, uh, what is going on like, I, what is, that that whole segment happening? in itself was alright so when they broke it down they said Shane McMahon his brainchild was debuting on Monday Night Raw and when they said it's a brainchild I'm thinking like all right, he's probably bringing a couple people up from NXT. That's what I thought. He's gonna have a faction, and the fact he's not gonna manage the faction, but they're gonna be Shane McMahon back. I thought it was like Drew McIntyre when Drew McIntyre first showed up, and Vince was like, "This is this is the chosen one. This is my guy. This is, you know what I mean." I thought this was like, "This is my this is like Man, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, Adam Cole. This is this is my guy." And <laughs> it, it was just it was so, like a it was a huge letdown, bro. It really was. What was that? 
What is this? Like, just, what is happening? I don't know if they're just trying to use enhancement talent that they got and figure out a way to do it. I don't know if they're trying to boost their ratings, but they definitely are not going to boost their ratings with that. And you know what? At first, when I heard it, I was like, maybe they're trying to do like a UFC backyard fighting thing. Yeah, like maybe. But it's literally Fight Club. Yeah, and that's exactly. What I'm watching it, and I'm like, "All right, where's Tyler Durden when you need him? Come on now, like get this." Shane McMahon is trying to be a soap salesman and a, and a fight club orchestrator all at once here. This was, it was just, it was awful for me, man. I didn't like it. it was, oh. I wanted so badly to turn the TV off, and I was like, right, "Just, just watch, just keep watching." Why do we have to invest in these things to get to the good part? Yeah, like I, I, I didn't understand it at all. Maybe it's to build a star. Like maybe it's a vehicle to just build somebody big and bad that they have nothing written down for. Because if this is gonna be a segment we have to watch every week, yeah, no. Honestly, the best thing for me about that whole segment was when the hurt business went in there and took it over. Because yes. because that that whole thing I didn't like it I didn't like anything about it mm-hmm. and then MVP went in there did his thing they took it over and I was like you know what I like when MVP talks on the mic he he still has it he's got he's got it's that spades, yeah he's he's got that uh what did Enzo Amore say the gift of gab and the gift of jab yeah, yeah. Mike Saber for a hater yeah MVP is still one of the best people that can talk on the mic so you let him take it over that was good. That I liked. Everything else previous, no, I just wanted to turn the TV off. I I appreciate that. And I appreciate the Hurt business. Um, I wasn't completely sold on the name, but I like those three guys together. Yeah. And I like MVP as the mouthpiece for both of them. Yeah. Sheldon Benjamin has been needing a shot since he got back. And it's a shame because the way they promoted him when he was first supposed to come back on SmackDown, mm-hmm. it it seemed like they had such higher hopes. Yeah, like they just they they gave him all the vignettes, they gave him the promos, like Sheldon's returning. They did good with him for about like a month, I think, and then he he floundered. He disappeared. You lost him. And it's not like he's a small guy. It's not like he doesn't move how he used to move in the two thousands. Well, no, because he's always gonna have like he, obviously he's not gonna be as fast. He's not gonna be able to jump as good. Mm-hmm. He still has that great technical wrestling ability. Like yes. the dude was a national champion. He trained Brock Lesnar while Brock Lesnar was training in uh, college. And I tell you what, when you see him next to the guys you think he looks like, he's a lot bigger than you would imagine. Yeah. So to see it, it's just good to see guys that need a push getting a push from. Mm-hmm. Plus, the three of them got history anyway. Lashley, mm-hmm. uh, Shelton, and MVP. So yeah, you, you put three guys here. together that you know can gel together, and you're bound to get either eh or you're going to get something good. I, I don't think the Hurt Business is going to be something terrible like, mm-hmm. like most factions are when they just throw random people together. Right. This seems like it, it kind of happened organically. Mm-hmm. Maybe creative didn't have anything to do, but I think MVP knew what was going to happen. I like think they kind of for- could get them all together. Yeah, I think the Lashley MVP thing, that was a little more organic. I feel like they kind of just threw Sheldon in. because, yeah. But it still works. Like, Sheldon Sheldon works great. You got the technical wrestling with Sheldon. You got the powerhouse with Lashley. Mm-hmm. And then you got the mouthpiece with MVP. You got, you got a trifecta right there. It's a dangerous duo. I just wonder if Bobby's actually ever going to get his hands on the world title. 
Yeah, yeah. Because the undercard titles seem very achievable for those three guys. That yeah, they can they can all achieve an undercard title. Like you can get Lashley an IC title, a US title. Same thing with Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with MVP. If you want to throw him in a ring, you just seen he had the US title for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but a world title thing, I feel like Vince is kind of like, I feel like he's not sold on Lashley anymore, man. Like we wanted Lashley as soon as he we came back. It. We seen it. And we're like. You know, he put him in a world title picture. Yeah. The just, best thing for him to build his name, in my opinion, would have been put him in a ring with Brock Lesnar. And I think uh, I think that they were right to think, okay, maybe it's not working because Bobby needs a mouthpiece, which is why they went to Leo Rush the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think Leo Rush's talking ability just kind of got out of control. Yeah. And it kind of destroyed the push that he would have gotten. Because yeah, because it, it was one of those things. I hear uh, when you watch the DDP documentaries, they always say DDP starting as a manager didn't work for a lot of guys because DDP was bigger than the guy he was managing. Yeah, Leo Rush's talk was a little too big for Bobby Lashley's character, so it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But with a guy like MVP, who's already had his time, he's not getting a title shot anytime soon. Yeah, it, it, just, it works. It works. Yeah. Plus, I kind of like that they uh, they just re-signed him to a long-term deal. Yeah. yeah they, they literally just broke that, I think, within the last couple of days that uh, they re-signed him long-term. So, that was a good deal by them. Oh, um, before we get off, um, to double back to the Rey Mysterio-Seth Rollins feud, um, about Rey Mysterio's contract. Oh, yeah. So... Right now, Rey Mysterio apparently is wrestling without a contract. He's doing the... Um, He's doing, I guess, like the the on a weekly basis type of thing. Yeah. That Kurt Angle that Kurt Angle was doing when he got released just recently. Yeah. Um, they offered him a contract. Ray hasn't accepted the contract yet, but AEW also offered Ray a contract, and they matched exactly what WWE gave him. Same amount of years, same amount of money, mm-hmm. and Ray still hasn't answered them either. And I had a I had a talk with this about somebody. I don't think you know Ray's been in this business for a very long time. Ray's mm-hmm. not Ray's not done by any by any means. He's been everywhere there is to be, and he succeeded everywhere there is to succeed. And he's done work in AEW before. But I don't think Ray is dumb enough. Not I don't want to say dumb enough. Ray can do whatever he wants. If Ray thinks it's a good decision, I'm behind Ray Mysterio. But Ray's not stupid. Ray yeah. knows that if he goes to AEW, what is left of Dominic? Mm-hmm. But as a flip side to that, if Ray decides to go to AEW, I don't think for a second Dominic doesn't know the business well enough to know where his push is headed. Well, yeah, because Dominic's always going to have a star power behind him because you're Rey Mysterio's son. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero is your uncle. Mm-hmm. You are connected, even if it's not by blood, you are still connected to... The Guerrero family. Especially if you can go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, I, he, can, you can, if see. he can really wrestle, it's it, it doesn't even it doesn't even matter if they bury him at this point because Dominic's smart enough to know that if Ray leaves and they punish Dominic because of it, mm-hmm. I'm sure Dominic isn't signing any kind of long term deal because they haven't disclosed any deal on Dominic yet. Yeah, no. So I'm sure if Ray goes to AEW, um, Dominic is soon to follow because he knows what, if yeah. Vince, Vince is petty. 
Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Look at look at the mean? whole Jericho thing. If you leave the best storyline and in the COVID era, is what I'm <laughs> in the COVID era, that's yeah, what we're gonna call 2020. Probably is the best. Um, that's a good way to put it. If Ray leaves to AEW in the COVID era, Dom knows his push is going nowhere mm-hmm. after his father leaves. Yeah, Vince is just not gonna allow it. But I don't think for a second AEW won't take Dominic. Oh no, yeah. Dom, Dominic could have the pick of if whatever. If anybody's been watching, if he's as good as advertised, if he's as good as advertised, that's a very good point. If he's as good as advertised, if he can go, I don't think for a second AW won't sign him. And thinking about the people running the show, thinking about the people that want Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. If you watch Dark Side of the Ring and Chris Jericho and the whole Benoit saga and you know that Chris Jericho is still connected to David Benoit mm-hmm. who's been training to get to AEW once he's got the skills to go. The Benoits, the Eddie Guerrero's, the Chris Jericho's, the Rey Mysterio's are all a tight-knit circle. Mm-hmm. So I don't think for a second if they'll take David Benoit, they won't take Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. It's, so I think Ray's being smart and he's biding his time for a really good deal mm-hmm. and a really good deal for a son in turn. All right. So, if you had a if you had to choose right now and you're Rey Mysterio, WWE or AEW? I think it depends. I think it depends because I'm not really biding from my contract at this point. If I'm Rey Mysterio, yeah, I know I'm gonna get good money. Mm-hmm. I know I have good money. I'm Rey Mysterio. Yeah. At this point, as a father trying to get his son over, I think the reason Ray probably hasn't signed is he's trying to buy his time so that wherever he wants to go, he can say, listen, I'll take this contract, but I want my son to have this kind of contract Yeah. in order for me to stay here. Or I'll go there where I know they'll probably offer my son more. Because nobody knows what Dominic's contract is. Mm-hmm. And at this point in Ray's, in Ray's career, from either way where it's coming, it doesn't matter where he's landing because he's Ray Mysterio. Yeah, and, and he doesn't have much time left anyway. So Ray, exactly. Ray knows that. Ray knows he's probably got like a year or two left in the tank. And then... I think he's, I think he's working week to week to make sure his son builds his stock. And then probably after SummerSlam, once the world knows... Like the in ring worth of mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio, Ray will decide where he's gonna go. I honestly think him for me. I don't even think Ray. I think Ray has probably a year left, less than maybe less than a year, because Ray's old enough now at the point where he already said he the only thing he has left to accomplish is he wants to wrestle in the ring alongside his son one time, mm. and I feel like what they do is. Ray wrestles one more time. Well, not one more time, but Ray wrestles the one time with his son in the ring. Probably at a big pay-per-view. Probably, I would say, WrestleMania. I would hope so. You do it at WrestleMania. You have a tag team match. If they can, I don't know how they can push this feud all the way to Mania. But it's possible. You can do it. They've pushed feuds for a whole year. Yeah. So, for me, Ray and Dom, tag team match. You get Seth and um, Murphy. Mm Mm-hmm. The other tag team. And I think that's Ray's send-off in a way like, okay, I'm going out. 
I'm having the match with my son, mm-hmm. and I'm wrestling against one of the greatest wrestlers WWE has, Seth Rollins. Right. Like, we've already wrestled before, but I'm going to go out in my final match alongside my son, wrestling one of the greatest guys in the world right now. So, that's what I think. It's a great, it's, I think it's a great way to go out. Mm-hmm. And I wonder where Dom's career is going to head, but I'll speak it into existence now if Dom ever does end up in AEW. Because I'm I'm a sucker for tying up loose ends. If they do sign David Benoit to AEW to have Benoit and Mysterio, mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio yeah. tag or just feud or whatever, yeah. just to do something together would. Because because it, it won't exactly be an Eddie Guerrero thing, but you still got that Eddie Guerrero connection, exactly. the Benoit just connection, to, yeah. just to tie in the families we used to love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, go at it once again on TV would be amazing. Alright, so we're going to talk about Pat McAfee, Adam Cole, this whole situation right here. I think it's pretty funny that they got Pat McAfee jumping in a ring and wrestling. Like you, I thought it was pretty funny seeing the Adam Cole interview. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that whole interview. He's like, you're a little guy. Hey, it's okay. You're a little guy. To hear that from a person like, Pat McAfee's not small. Pat McAfee's pretty big. Yeah, but big when you guy. think about what he did... Before he jumped in the world of wrestling, yeah, you were in the NFL, but you were a punter. Which is very, very funny. Like, you weren't a linebacker, you weren't a free safety, you weren't a Troy Palomalu, Brian Dawkins type. Right. You were a punter. I mean, you're a big punter, don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. You can't really have credit of being a tough guy if you're a punter. But Pat McAfee ain't no joke. Pat McAfee has had his his little roller coaster moments. Mm -hmm. Dude went... Dude got drunk and went swimming naked and got in trouble for it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's pretty entertaining that Pat McAfee and Adam Cole are going to do something. I like the fact that they're going to put him with someone as sharp as Adam Cole. Yes. That just shows that even if this is a one-time match, they have enough faith in Pat McAfee's abilities in a ring that mm-hmm. they're going to put him with Adam Cole. Yeah. Do, do you think that... I mean, clearly, it's got to be for ratings, well, yeah. To some extent. Mm-hmm. But Pat McAfee has been alongside the company for a while. Yeah. He's been one of the guys on the commentary table. Not the commentary table, but like the pre-shows. and Yeah, and, and that dude can talk. Pat, Pat McAfee has a great voice. His punk kick looked really good on Wednesday. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Not like he's been practicing it for, so, you know, his whole life. You know. Um... I'm I'm not going into the match with any expectations, but it'll be fun to see. It's it's just something you're gonna tune in to see. Like, all right, NFL punter is gonna get in the ring with Adam Cole. Let me just see how this pans out. Like, it might be a total flop. It might be great for him, but right. either way, you're still gonna tune in because it's like you got an NFL punter fighting Adam Cole. How can you not tune in and watch that? Right, I'm a sucker for the classics, and a, a great wrestler versus a celebrity is always gonna bring in money. Yeah. Just to just to see it. You're gonna get a lot of money from Indianapolis, them Colts fans. <laughs> yeah, McAfee. It's gonna be something. Um I don't know, is there is there anything left? Yeah, uh there's two things I wanna talk about. Uh I'm gonna save the best for last, but of course. Let's talk about this big E singles push. I wanna get your thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah, Big E is getting a singles push. How long have we been waiting for Big E to get a singles push? Uh I think so. God, how long ago was AJ Lee here? 
Because <laughs> that that's kind that of very true. That's kind He's of been what, here for a long time. I, I wanted him to get his push back then. Like yeah. he he couldn't talk, so he didn't talk that much. But he had the look, he had the build, he could wrestle. He's for come a, big a guy. long way. He definitely from the biggie has. He was when Dolph Ziggler was dating AJ. He he went from the bouncer biggie to actually being entertaining. And you when he talks on the mic, you like it. Yeah, you just you just like to see him. He's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it's gonna be like to not have his boys by his side, to be on a singles run. I feel like it's gonna get a little more serious. I don't feel like it's gonna be like the Kofi run. No. The Kofi run was weird because it was a six month stint where Kofi was at the top of his game, absolutely, but it was still like watching the new day hold the WWE yeah. championship. It's I don't I don't think for a second it's gonna be like that with Big E. No. Um, with both guys out, I feel like Big E is going to get a little more serious. Mm-hmm. He might revert a little bit back to that NXT Big E. Yeah, where, you know, he's all but business. I still think, but now he knows how to be a little more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he knows how to be really He can good talk on the microphone now. Right. So I, I wonder what he's going to do. Um, Hopefully he doesn't dance. Yeah, no, no. And please, no splits. We don't, we don't want all three of New Day I to be down. the Unicorn Pancake era. But Biggie, please have a like a serious yes. singles run. I, I feel I, like he's gonna flounder, not badly. He's it, and not even flounder is not the right word. I feel like he's gonna lose a couple of his matches in the beginning, yeah. trying to get his footing. Yeah, like that's just how they're gonna book him. And then next thing you know, he's gonna start piling on the wins after mm-hmm. the wins. I feel like if they do give him a title shot, I think the best time to give him a title shot would probably be after Survivor Series. Like not not the Royal Rumble, and not Survivor Series, just somewhere in the middle. Like I think somewhere in the middle. we're in what August. I think maybe end of November, December. That's when you give him that that chance to do the push. Because I doubt they're gonna let Biggie win the Royal Rumble. I doubt they're gonna let Biggie win the Intercontinental Title right now. Really, you don't think? Hmm. Not right now. Did, well, yeah, no, he still, he still has to build himself. It's funny because. When AJ Styles got traded back to SmackDown after um, digging out of his own grave Very at WrestleMania, takes a lot of takes a lot of strength to do that. By the way, yeah, I I don't know. I wonder how he did it. But <laughs> when they moved him to SmackDown, word on the street is so many people wanted to get traded just to get in the ring with AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. With AJ with AJ Styles giving uh, all these different people Intercontinental title shots, I don't think Big E is going to win in the near future, mm. but I think that's probably what's in the cards. Oh no, They're yeah. looking for somebody. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he... I say give him that title push around that time. I don't say you have to give him the title. I don't right. say he should win it, Right. but give him that taste of actually competing for a singles title again. How long has it been since he's done that? Right. So that's why I was like, give him that push, let him get a taste of it, Put him in a ring with somebody like an AJ Styles or a Matt Riddle, somebody along them lines. Someone that can go. Yeah, like somebody that's, you know has the wrestling capability. That's what I feel like the people are waiting to see. We've seen Biggie in so many different tag team matches. He's fought every tag team there is to fight. Yeah, we're we're tired. Millions of times. We're tired of tag team he Biggie. Fresh meat. Yeah, we're tired of tag team to Biggie. To see him go in there with people that can really go, with people like Matt Riddle, with people like AJ Styles. That can give him something new and push him to just be a, a better 
entertaining single star mm-hmm. and just pull out some some stuff you didn't think you could see in Biggie anymore. Yeah. I think would really would really elevate him and really make people take him more seriously. Mm-hmm. And you give him that push a little bit, you, you you give him a title or you not even give him a title, but you give him the shots. Yeah. You show he's having success. I think when one either one of the two New Day members come back and they see him starting to have some success, I think there's going to be some jealousy. I think one of them turns heel. I would put my money on it right now. Woods comes back, sees Biggie's success, mm-hmm. gets jealous. Xavier Woods turns heel, and that's how you get the other member of New Day into a singles run of his own. I could see it. I could see... Um, I'm dating myself. But I could see it being something like the angle between um, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Kevin Nash. Yeah, it, it years, could definitely be Years that. back, for people who did not watch wrestling, did not watch wrestling, <laughs> um, there was an angle where Triple H and Shawn Michaels were at odds, and Kevin Nash came back into wrestling, and he just wanted his two friends to be friends again. <laughs> And it led to Triple H going one-on-one with Kevin Nash. I feel like that could be the case if Big E finds success before Xavier Woods comes back. Mm-hmm. I could see them starting off as friends and then Xavier being very upset with playing second fiddle. Yeah. Him turning heel and eventually probably attacking Kofi because Kofi just, he seems like too nice of a guy. Yeah, I don't think Kofi has that heel bone in him anymore. If he did, even if he did at one point, I don't think he ever did. But I, I don't think Kofi has that heel bone in him. I think Woods could definitely do it. Woods could pull off a heel pretty well because he's just so. Uh, what's the word? Uh, he's like multi-dimensional in a way. Yeah. Like he can, he can be serious. He can be funny, and I think seeing him as a heel would refresh him a little bit too. Yeah, I, they all need character changes. New Day's been at the top for so long. Mm-hmm. It's it's time for something new. And not even it only it doesn't even have to be a complete character change. It could just be like, like just a refreshing. Like you can still keep Kofi positive. Yes. But you know, just not unicorned out. Yes. Please, for the love of God, do not give him a Jamaican accent again. <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, Biggie, he can still. Biggie would have to be a little more serious. I. Yeah. Don't be positive, but be. Like, have your serious demeanor. Woods, I think Woods just needs to go full heel. Full heel. I think about the Usos before they went heel. Mm -hmm. When uh, American Alpha was there and you just kind of felt it. Like, it just, it needed to happen. Like, they were so bubblegum for so long. I I got something on the Usos. Not that they weren't at the top of their game, but... You, you just, just wanted something new. You just wanted something new. And when it happened, it was it was fire. And I think that'll happen for Xavier. You know what I mean? He can come back and try to be the old woods from the New Day, which wouldn't mm-hmm. be a bad angle. And I think Big E would probably, in this singles run, be a little closer to those uh, New Day Uso rivalries, mm-hmm. where it would be fun in games, and then it would get serious, just like that. Yeah. Um... And then the last topic we got, unless you can come up with something else, I said I was saving the best for last. We got this retribution stuff. Oh my goodness. So Isn't this just the best thing on TV today? Yeah, no, I mean, 
At first, the retribution thing was a little weird to me. I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. On Monday Night Raw, I did not like what they were doing with retribution. Like I didn't like the the light flickering. Yeah, I didn't get it. I I'm not gonna lie. They they kind of played with my emotions on that because I seen the lights flickering, stuff was getting knocked over, and you know the lights flickering. You think of you think the systems are messing up, and I'm thinking like, oh wow, they're kind of like shocking the system right now. And then I'm like. Oh my God! Please don't tell me this is uh, undisputed era. Yeah. And then they just show who they are. Like they don't show you, but they 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 give you the clips of them throwing the Molotov cocktails and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, really? This these are your people? And then they pop up on SmackDown. They raise havoc on SmackDown. For those of you who haven't seen, I'm throwing spoilers out there. I'm sorry. They cut the ropes. They spray painted everything. They beat up people in the audience. They tried to attack Corey Graves and Michael Cole. Nice slide by uh, Corey Graves, by the way. Um, and I seen them all in the ring standing next to each other, and it's like, what the hell? They're all short. <laughs> like, how, how can you be an intimidating faction and none of you guys are over six foot? None of you guys look like you have the muscle to you. It looked like a bad joke. It did. I mean, don't get me wrong. When they were in the ring, I found it funny. Like, it was hilarious. Like, they ran into the crowd. They beat him up, and then the spray painting thing, that looked kind of pointless because you weren't tagging anything specific. Right. And then they brought the chainsaw, and I was like, really, a fucking chainsaw? Because <laughs> I texted you as soon as it happened. Why, I, did he, why did he pop after he cut every rope? That's what annoyed me. Like, <laughs> don't cut all three. No, stop at one, and then we're like, yeah, and then go to the next one. Yeah. And then you like, make the third one. I'm, yeah, you should have just... If you wanted to be bad, if you wanted to be badass about it, cut all three at once. Like, but I, I kind of found that I found entertaining a little bit. Um, that they ripped the ring apart, stuff like that. Yeah, it's not nearly as entertaining as Nexus was because not at all. Nexus was the shit. They literally beat everybody up. They ripped cameras. They tore apart the announce table. They beat up the announcers. They felt serious. Yeah, they felt serious. These guys feel like. Uh, they feel like the Oompa Loompas at the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory are going on a rampage. They feel like John Cena would beat them in one pay-per-view. Yes. By himself. Yes. <laughs> Bring in Big Match John. Kill all five of the Oompa Loompas. That's your WrestleMania. John Cena versus Retribution. By himself, <laughs> John fighting five I, mean, I would rather just bring out the. I would just rather have John. I would have John with um. The SmackDown announcers that ran away, Michael Cole oh and Corey Graves. Put those it. three against those five. Those would actually be a, a more dangerous. I think Michael Cole, I think Michael Cole could win. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. Let's get Michael Cole what back in his singlet in the ring. Michael Cole is probably behind it. That's what it is. <laughs> Michael Cole is running retribution. Yeah. He retired undefeated and now he wants to come back. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so no. you got the retribution. Well, the retribution's on both shows. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's so bad. Yeah, between that and between that and WWE Fight Club, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it it really is. I I would say retribution is still a little more entertaining than underground because underground is Fight Club to me. I don't care what anyone says. You know what I want to see? What's I want to see somebody legit just start. Really killing it in the in underground. I want because Dolph Ziggler had posted because obviously as soon as as soon as they said Raw Underground, the Fight Club memes 
flew out the door. Mm-hmm. And Dolph Ziggler <laughs> was one of the first people to uh, retweet one of them with him as uh, as Tyler Durden. Yet he was still in uh, Raw Underground. <laughs> like, how, how are you going to talk smack about it and still be mm-hmm. featured on it? I feel like that is a place Dolph could shine, though. <laughs> Dolph could be Tyler Durden. It should have been me. It should have been me. I can see somebody like Dolph just totally consumed by the fact that no one cares about him anymore. (laughs) Just going in there and ripping people every week. I would tune in for that, but that's definitely not. Let's leave Dolph in the underground. Dolph can stay. Dolph can be the king of the underground. You know, but um, I think that's everything, bro. I think we've touched on everything we want to touch on. You got anything you got to say? Um, not really. I don't I don't I don't have any any big news on any of the uh independent promotions that I follow. Okay. Um Triple WA just started back up out in uh, Quaker Town. Okay. They're uh they they're uh, an extension of NWA for anybody who doesn't know. Um they do a show in Quaker Town like uh every other Sunday of the month. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. You were telling me I gotta get out there and check out one of them shows. So they're pretty good. I'm glad that they're back. Um, shout out to Jordan Grace from Impact Wrestling for winning its slam anniversary. I've always I followed her before she was a hit in Impact and that was really cool. But other than that, I don't have any really big news. Yeah, no. I think we're good here, guys. Uh, I'm gonna jump in real quick. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. This has been an amazing journey. It's been a fun journey. Yeah. I've been loving every minute of it. Stevie's been loving every minute of it. Um, before we log off, I'm just going to say I want to give a shout out to some people that are supporting us. Yes. Um, go check out Reckless Pops. Please. Go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Go subscribe to, um, I think that's all they got is YouTube right now. Subscribe to their YouTube. Follow them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They've been nothing but amazing and supportive. They're, they're huge wrestling fans just like us. We're going to hope to have them on the show with us as well one of these days. Definitely. They got amazing content. I know we don't agree with them on everything when it comes to some stuff with wrestling, but it still makes for entertaining news. We're going to rip each other the hell apart every now and then, so I know that's what you guys tuning in to see. Yeah, it'll be really good. It'll be really good to see different collaborations, and we won't just be talking about uh, the weekly news. You know what I mean? We still got other ideas. We still got... uh, Ideas in the tank for talking about past rivalries mm-hmm. and just important people that never get enough words. So yeah. stay tuned. There's a lot of stuff coming, and thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. And also check us out on YouTube as well. We're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing some unboxings. We're gonna be doing some stuff about wrestling. We might just do a skit here and there, but we're gonna collaborate with other YouTubers as well that are fans of the business, and we're gonna touch on some other stuff as well. So if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube. Go check us out at Dangerous Jobbers. All right. See you guys. Stay dangerous.